It's the Stinkin' Truth Podcast with Mark Schlereth, presented by Core Water. Hey, welcome into the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Uh, Mark Schlereth alongside Mike Evans, Scott the Hub, producing the show. And uh, I'd like to thank our presenting sponsor. That's the great folks over at Core Water. Hydrate with Core.com for more information. They do a great job. Great tasting water. Award winning. <laughs> award winning water, for crying out loud. I don't know who gave them the award, but they've won an award. I guarantee you. Well, I don't really know if that's true. But they should win an award. How about that? I like that. Wait, they maybe should I'll be winning awards. award them. I award them the best tasting water that I drink at the gym. Boom. You know what I was doing the other day? Slammer down. The other day, I was out maybe the hardest thing to do if you're a homeowner. What's that? There are a lot of chores that homeowners we have to do. Yes. I I think the one that I hate the most is what I'm I'm in the process of doing right now is raking the thatch out of your dead grass Mm -hmm. during the winter and getting it ready for the spring. Mm Mm-hmm. Sucks. But I had a big old core water with me that I was like just gulping down because this, this was hard work. Yeah. This is hard work. And you Anybody don't even, who does rakes thatch yeah. knows that's hard work. And you don't even have a thatch rake. I don't have a thatch rake. You need a thatch rake. I need a thatch rake? Yes. Oftentimes people say you have to de-thatch your lawn. Wouldn't that be adding thatch to it? You just thatch it. Just thatch it, right. You don't have to de-thatch it. Just That'd thatch be like, it. That's like when people call, call it de-thawing. Something we right. gotta dethaw the right the frozen steak. No, right. no, no, no. You thaw it. Yes. You don't dethaw it. Oh. If you dethawed it, you'd freeze it. G- g- genius, brilliant. Right? Brilliant. I mean, that's a, like dethaw the field. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. You thaw the field. You yep. don't dethaw things. You know what's brilliant? De- Can I? Well, yeah. While we're on the subject of brilliant, what's that? Man, the NFL. No matter how much they try to self-inflict wound themselves, mm-hmm. they just come out. They're they're Teflon. So here's a league that has free labor coming their way, free development mm-hmm. all over the place that they have no need to have to pay for. College football, look, the the NBA has to deal with the fact that the top players in college basketball are only in college basketball for a year. Right. College football, you're in there three, four years before you come to the NFL. It's great development, and now we're even seeing it with this AAF. You realize that 40 guys who play in the AAF have already signed on with NFL teams, and the NFL had to do nothing, nothing but just sit back and wait for them to come to them. Sit back, wait for the league to fold, and, and you know, the whole hope, and I know Bill Polian really well, who's deep, you know, one of the guys that was really into developing and helping this league out. They their hopes would be that they started playing and playing pretty good football, and their teams with the NFL would you know would help fill their rosters with players that they wanted to develop with good coaches that have coached in the NFL and you know and and that they would do that, and then what would end up happening is um is the NFL would partnership with them in some way and and help fund them like that was the hope, and the NFL said pound sand we ain't giving anybody any money. And yet, 40 different guys. You know, we saw, we we read these quotes the other day. John Harbaugh was said, hey, not only will, you know, I be watching, but our scouts will be, like, they'll have great knowledge of all the players, what's going on. Steve Kime from the Arizona Cardinals said essentially the same thing. Heck, John Gruden said, not only am I going to be watching the players, I'm going to be watching the coaches. Right? 
Of course, John Elway said, I haven't really paid attention to it. I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> Although they did sign a player as well. Yeah, they did sign a player as well. Somebody that played for Vic Fangio. Wow. So, yeah. But but the, the point being is that the NFL desperately needs this. But because they are Teflon, they don't care. Like, Mike, we have said this for a long time. The first four weeks now. It used to be the first two weeks. It's the first four weeks of the regular season are glorified extended preseason. And you look at offensive line play, line of scrimmage play, you look at like the, the lack of depth in this league, the way this league is constructed now. Like when I first got in the league, Mike, we had guys that hung around for years that never saw the field that we developed over the course of summer and over the course of training camp, and they practiced all the time. Ray Brown was a teammate of mine. Ray Brown coaches the NFL now. Ray Brown, one of the great guys that I've ever been around, one of the, the, the solid guys I've ever been around, one of the great players that this league has ever developed. Do you know Ray, Ray Brown went on to play in the NFL for 20 years as an offensive guard? 20 years he played guard. Do you know that he didn't start, he didn't play in a game until his sixth year in the league? He didn't actually, he didn't actually dress for a game, I don't believe. Wait a minute, he was technically in the NFL for 26 years? No, he, he 20 total years, but he didn't okay, play okay. until, was his, say, all right, until all right. he was in his sixth year. Okay, right. So he went on to start for 14 years. Okay, all right, yeah. But he he got drafted, I think, in the in the sh- the strike shortened 87, I think it was the 87 season, and um, I think there was a strike or a, a lockout or something. And then and then he he got, he got left in Plan B free agency. He went to the Arizona Cardinals. He never really played there. Then he went in Plan B free agency in like 1989 to the Redskins, and he was a teammate of mine in 89. So he got 87, 88, 89, 90, 91, and in 1992 I started my first game in Week 10. And that was the first game that he was ever up for and dressed for in in week 10 of the regular season. And um, our right tackle, Joe Jacoby, got hurt in the first quarter, and Ray Brown came in and played next to me at right tackle. And so that, I mean, it's an incredible story, but back in the day you used to develop guys. The league could really use a developmental league, especially for offensive linemen. I think about NFL Europe and what a great deal that was. But in NFL Europe... We used to go, we'd send guys out all the time. When I was with the Denver Broncos, we'd send guys out. Like Matt Lepsis was a former t, uh, tight end at, at CU, got drafted or got signed as a free agent to, to Denver, developed as an offensive lineman for the Barcelona Dragons, and um, and ended up becoming a very good player for us. Lenny Friedman was another guy we sent to NFL Europe. I mean, the, guy, the league was littered. Brad Johnson is a, a Super Bowl-winning quarterback that played – in, in NFL Europe, like, we develop guys in that league, and the league is just like, nah, it doesn't matter. We're Teflon. We don't need to develop players or, or get players to be better. We're, like, we don't care. That's a great point you make. They don't they don't need to have a development league, but they do need to have a development right. league. And, and here's here's more proof of it because we've I've had this debate with, with guys all the time about where you draft quarterbacks, and I think that – what you see in the NFL is a herd mentality, and a lot of teams just overdraft quarterbacks right. that have no business going as high as they do, but it's because there's such a need for quarterbacks, mm-hmm. right? But how about this quote from Bill Belichick, 
who'd say who says, quote, I'd say the issue in college football here is there just is not the same passing game in college football that there is in the NFL, period. So it's hard to evaluate the receivers. It's hard to evaluate the quarterback. It's hard to evaluate the offensive linemen. It's hard to evaluate the pass rushers. And it's hard to evaluate the coverage players. We're all looking at the same film. So all the teams in the league, we all see the same games. But the college passing game is very different from the professional passing game. So the the idea that that teams are are reaching on these quarterbacks, what makes it even more pathetic, honestly... If you're a fan of, of of a team listening right now and your team has whiffed on a quarterback over the last few years, shame on your team because they're they're drafting these guys with the understanding going in that they don't really know what they're looking at. Yeah, I, I think I think it's interesting because um, you're 100 percent right. Bill Belichick, obviously, he knows more about I'm um, know more about coaching and, and what he's looking at that than any of us, obviously, with what he's been able to accomplish, but. Um, yeah, I mean the the passing game is different. The game is the, the the whole game is different. I mean, you think about the fact that the hash marks in the NFL are so tight that you don't have a wide side to the field, you know, and and a lot of times it's it's interesting is I was talking to former teammate of mine Eddie McCaffrey about the college game and how receivers don't develop. They don't know how to run routes against man coverage. They don't because all they're doing in college football is running to space. Like the college football game is just run to a hole and settle down. So it's a matter of speeding up and slowing down and finding holes in coverage because you play with such a rapid pace that you don't ever see changes in the defense. They essentially line up in one coverage and you face it the whole game. So and it's a it's a zone concept because of of the speed with which you're calling plays. So you know, receivers aren't aren't taught how to run routes and to get open versus different things. They're just taught to run to a hole and kind of hunker down. Um, and it's interesting to me because it's not only the quarterback position; it's the receivers aren't developing. It's the coverage guys, as Bill Belichick says, aren't aren't really developed. It's the offensive line not truly developed. I mean the ball's out in college football you 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 know you're you're basically in shotgun the whole time and the ball's out in 1. Point, you know under 2 seconds, 1.7, 1.8, you know, 2.1. I mean it's just gone. And you're already at a five step drop so you're you know at at 7 yards deep when you catch the ball and the ball's out that quickly, you have no chance at at pressuring a quarterback. So is it one of those things where if you can't beat him, join him? Meaning that we'll see more college concepts, more college coaches. Cliff Kingsbury now sure. in charge of Arizona, with the idea that you're right, it is hard to evaluate because the pro passing game is completely different from the college passing game. But what if the pro passing game just becomes the college passing game? Now all of a sudden it's apples to apples. You're you're yeah, it, you're evaluating guys based on what you're running and what they've done in college. The the difference I think the the main difference is is that you're not in pros in the pro game. You're not playing against the blind sisters of the poor. That's one. You don't have an eighty man roster. That's two. You're playing on a different field. That's three with the hash marks and stuff. Um. And in college, you got 
three five-star recruits as backup quarterbacks. If you if a guy gets hurt, you know what? Oh gosh, that's too bad. Hey, Jalen Hurts, you're no good anymore. How about Tua? Oh, we still win a national championship, or we go to a national championship, right? I mean, that's college football. Professional football, you're paying that guy a hundred plus million dollars. He's an asset, and if he gets hurt, guess what happens? You don't win, and you as a coach lose your job. So will there be infiltration of some of the concepts? Absolutely. We've already seen it, right? A lot of the RPO game and some of the other things that run, they run a lot of it in college. They'll run some of those things. But will it completely take over in the National Football League? Absolutely not. Because the sustainability is not great. Remember, remember Chip Kelly went 10-6 and six his first year, and everybody thought he revolutionized football. And then people kind of saw what he was doing, and they adjusted to some degree. The other thing that happened to Chip Kelly is that running that style of offense where, you know, your whole philosophical approach is we're going to make more plays than we make mistakes, and eventually we're going to win the game, and we're going to run 80, 90 plays. Well, what he didn't take account of, of in in the National Football League is when you do that, you put your defense in harm's way. Your defense has to defend. You you lead the league in three and outs. Guess what? Your defense spends a lot of time on the football field. And I had broke it down. This is back when I worked at ESPN that for every four game, for every four games that the Eagles played during that time, their defense played a fifth game as far as snaps are concerned. So if the average game is about 65 snaps, they were playing, you know, 80-plus snaps a game. So by the time they got to their fourth game, through their fourth game, they had literally had the wear and tear of five games on them. And so the middle of the season rolled in after week eight, and where everybody else has played eight games on the season, you've played 10, essentially, on the defensive side of the ball. And it took its toll on them, not only from – you know, from an exhaustion standpoint, but an attrition standpoint, guy, they just started losing players. So does this? So as we get ready for the draft here in a couple of weeks, it's fascinating to see how this whole process plays out and how things can change and ebb and flow, and guys' stock rises, guys' stock falls. So explain this to me. Dwayne Haskins hasn't done anything really out on the field for the last week or so. And yet it appears his stock, if you listen to the wise guys, the draft mm-hmm. nicks, that his stock is dropping. Yeah. So what could possibly be happening that's causing that to occur? Well, I think here's what ends up happening. Obviously, you had a good pro day in shorts and a T-shirt. You threw the ball exceptionally well. You did all those things, and everybody's goo-goo over you. You know, They get excited about the physical talents and stuff. Um, the, the thing that I would have to imagine, Mike, is – you bring a guy into your facility and you sit down with your coaching staff and you start going over the whiteboard stuff and you start looking at the film together and you start dissecting things. And if your football knowledge is not where it needs to be, and this is pro- this is part and parcel one of the problems with playing in these kind of quote-unquote spread offenses where you don't call plays in the huddle, you don't – you know, you don't check out of things based on the defense you're getting. You know, when you just call it and run it and you're playing against one defense and you're just throwing the ball to a spot, like, here's here's the issues. If you're sitting there and you start to realize, 
boy, he's not as advanced as we'd like, and he only started one season in college football, and he's got a lot of growth from an understanding of what we run standpoint. Like, that can be frightening. Now, I'll take you back. Even though Paxton Lynch was drafted with the Denver Broncos 26th overall and the Broncos moved up to get him, I have subsequently talked to several general managers and other personnel people who said, we met with him on the grease board, Paxton, and we took him off the draft board. Like, we can't draft this guy. He cannot be a first-round draft. And if you remember, he was a guy that was early in the draft process after he worked out and stuff, was projected to the Cowboys in the top, I think he was in the top four or five, somewhere in there, in the top ten anyhow. And then as people started working him out and meeting with him and doing those things, he dropped all the way into the 20s, and then the Broncos came up and got him at 26. And, you know, three years later, they cut him. Two and a half years later, they cut him. So I, I just think if you aren't doing well in the in the kind of grease board test with the coaches – and that word leaks, that's where you're going to start to find a guy slipping in the draft that plays that position. All right, just a couple weeks to go. I know. the draft. I'm I know. excited. You know what I'm really excited? What's that? A couple days away. Game of Thrones. You, you fired up too? You got it. Game of, no, seriously. You're kidding me. You don't watch Game of Thrones? I've never watched. You don't watch? You've never, never watched, watched Game, of, Game Thrones? of Thrones? Oh, my God. What the Lord. hell's the matter with you? Really? I mean, are no, you? I'm, no, I'm not I'm be, being totally serious. This is, I have been just dying for the return of this show. Oh, really? Yes. Did you fly in, uh, uh, did you fly into the studio today on a dragon? <laughs> okay, now, see, look, th- this clearly proves you need to stay in the shallow end of the pool. Oh. What that clearly sounded like was oh. a three-eyed raven. That sounded like no. a raven. That did not sound see, like you, a dragon. All you, all you, that sounded like a raven. All you okay? Game of Thrones the Huff, Did you nerds. just hear that? I mean, you're, you're, th- yeah. that sounded more like a raven than a yeah. dragon. Pretty pathetic, Mark. Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> You should be embarrassed. Game up, will you? you guys, game. I mean, the game of Thrones. What, what do you get together? You have little watch parties. Hey, wear your I cloak. Think be a great idea. Wear actually. your cloak over. Mm. My son's got these. Uh, my son, my four-year-old's got these fake swords. We'll tie them to our belts and we'll have a sword fight. You like? What do you guys do? Seriously, dude. Well, we sh- drink ale out of yeah. goblets. Yes. Okay. <laughs> What else would you do? And seven-layer dip. I make a killer one. Yes, we have some mutton and mead is what we uh, subsist on. (laughs) Drinking out of goblets. So, Uh, I mean, you're you're like... No, come on. This show's got everything. It's got got dragons. It's got got zombies. It's got a lot of sex. A lot of nudity. Um and uh, you got guys getting their heads squeezed squeezed and popped. Right, right. Guys get castrated. We got a whole castrated army. Like you, okay. So here's all right. I didn't know this. Here's a problem. (laughs) Like saying it's it makes it interesting. How how yeah? How motivated is a castrated army? Really? (laughs) Hey guys, let's go march on the kingdom. Let's go march on the castle. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't have a lot of energy. Don't really feel like it. Not motivated. I mean. You know what? What do you get? What is a castrated army? What good is a castrated army? Seriously, it's a valid point, right? They got nothing else to live for but honor and fighting and and dying with glory. Right? They've got no motivation, and you might as well have them smoke weed. You know, just be a big weed <laughs> okay, smoking the, castrated and eat, army and eat ice cream. Okay. The, the the preview of Game of Thrones is not going the way I thought. <laughs> right. This is not. I did not see it turning this way. I, I don't I, know. I, don't really feel like fighting. Don't really want to get off the couch. 
There's been a lot. Doug, there's been a lot of Game of Thrones <laughs> theories thrown out. This is this is a new one for me. I have to give Stink credit. Uh, I've never yeah. heard this one. This is this is new. Listen, you've seen Aquaman, right? He's in it. No, I don't. Aquaman does not. Jason Momoa. In, it does that. Does is there that, anything that you like that is like fantasy or or I mean, come on, it's like you're taking a shot at what do you, what do you think Star Wars is? Star Wars is make believe. I didn't. Fantasy. I, didn't I wasn't big. I'm not a Star Wars guy either. You told me you like Iron Man. He's not real, Mark. Yeah, <laughs> he's not real. He could be. I do like Iron Man, and I like Deadpool. Yeah, I like Deadpool. Okay, he Ryan Reynolds is awesome. He yeah. isn't real either. Okay, why, Ryan why, why, Reynolds. Why are you is coming? Real. Why are you coming down on all us? All of us who just enjoy fantasy and hey, let's get together and drink some Zimas and watch Game <laughs> oh, of no, Thrones. That's, that's, that's just it's going to be so exciting. Oh, that's okay, so I'll tell you. I'll tell you some random highlights that stand out to me. Remember, okay. remember when Theon got filleted? Yes. Flayed, not filleted. Flayed. What, did I, what did I say? You said filleted. Filleted fish. Like a fish at McDonald's. Which is flayed. delicious. He got flayed. He got flayed. Okay. Yes. I mean, I mean the, the violence is, like, shocking. I mean, it's, like, barbaric, but you're, you're like, drawn to it. The, like, the character that I would associate... Great character development. ...with you uh-huh. is... Uh, who is it? Oh, he's uh, the the mountain. Well, yeah, he's the, the yeah, he's the mountain. He's the mountain. He's yeah. the guy that yeah. he got in a fight with a guy, and he was losing, and then he got his hands on the guy, and he just squeezed his head, and like his head just squished. Yeah, uh, that's I. I envision you doing that right. to somebody. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> You're such a dick. I, you I, are. Like, thanks for I thanks mean, for ruining it for all of us. I just uh, like hey. I tell you what, I'll meet you over at your <laughs> castle, and we'll fly the dragons over to my castle. And then, you know, I mean, come on. Are you telling me that if you had a chance to fly on a dragon, you wouldn't? <laughs> well, come on now. One dragons aren't real, are they? Okay, Mark. All right. Okay, you live in your fantasy. I, I don't. There, Mark. I just, you know what. <laughs> I, I hear all you. I I, I do. All I hear you. all you. All you people. Oh, here all you. Here we go. I know okay. I do. I hear all you Game this of Thrones. Right. I hear all you Game of Thrones nerds. Oh, just like cannot okay. wait. Me. I have like I have <laughs> never had any desire to watch Game of Thrones. Have you ever tried? No. Well, no. It just hasn't really interested me. I mean, once it's, you go Game of Thrones, it, you don't go back. Yeah, is that's it the, right. is it the zombies? Is it the dragons? Is it the guys with no nuts? I mean, which one of those things? <laughs> well, we forgot White really? Walkers. You got White Walkers you got too. White Walkers. You got you got uh, a giant guy that all he says is Odor, Odor, <laughs> and you come to find out it's uh, because somebody went into his brain and was like kind of living there for a bit, and then all this big confusion happens, and he's holding the door trying to help people out, and then he goes. Hold the door! Hold the door! Hold the door! And then he ends up going, yeah. And then he, that's all he ends up saying for the rest of his life is, Hodor, Hodor. It's fascinating. That sounds incredible. So you're telling me, one, <laughs> that somebody nested in this guy's head. How big is the dude's head and how little is the nester? And then he got to the point where they just call him Hodor because he held the door. Well, that's writing oh right God. there. I You're... mean, that is writing. Here's what we'll do. We'll create a character that holds a door, and we'll call him Hodor. <laughs> no, 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 not doorstop. Hodor, <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, uh, Jimmy, that's why you make the big Ma, Hodor. Me. 
White Walker. Listen, it's such a great show you know what, that I no, named my daughter. What do they call daughter? the Ballas Army? What do they call that? <laughs> the Ballas Army. The Ballas. <laughs> what do they call the Ballas Army? I don't think we should. Let, let's not even bother. I'll, I'll. This is what we're gonna do, Mike. No, I don't. know. No, Sunday night when we're watching Game of Thrones together. We're going to be on a group text with you, just mm. pissing you off. That's just right. Just be like, oh, my God, we're just going to see, see what Daenerys gonna, we're just, just gonna, did. We're just going to spam the hell out of you. Gonna You're going to get so much Good. stuff from us. Mm-hmm. In fact, everybody listening right every now, time, I want every, you to tweet right. at Mark. Yeah, tweet I, at Mark Schlereth, okay? Every time All you, you guys... Game of Thrones fans, just tweet Game of Thrones stuff right. at him. Like, Mark... Can you believe what Arya is about ready to do? Did, can you believe this? And then I'll just, I'll, all I'll respond with different ways of responding. All I'll go is, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Listen, Arya Stark, that's why I named my daughter Arya, because she's a little badass and she will cut you with her little. Needle. needle, needle is what oh, she calls it. Really? Sword is that is that before or after the? What, I mean, uh, you don't even know. It's your daughter. You're just trying to. Yeah. Just trying to I, almost said, I almost said something then because it was your daughter. I you know I just decided not to go there. You're a because. hateful little man. So, and my son's name hateful. is Hodor. You <laughs> say, could, you <laughs> could you imagine? So, Hodor, now Hodor. Be, Hold the door. Now that would be pathetic, but yeah. <laughs> it'd be funny. <laughs> not All right. my kid. So I guess you know you guys can go and you know play with your dragons and your White Walkers and your ancestral relationships <laughs> and your ballless army. Oh, I forgot about that too. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell Shame. You, yeah. I'll, and I'll just watch uh, Jumanji with Dwayne Johnson. Because <laughs> that's real. If Dwayne Johnson. If The Rock's in it, if, it's real. If, if The Rock was in Game of Thrones, you'd watch Game of Thrones. No. I don't. I just. That, that whole fantasy world doesn't. It just doesn't do anything for me. Mark's into real stuff like documentaries and. Uh, I'm into real. I'm into real Exposes things. And... I'm into real things like HBO ballers. Yeah, and because uh, that's real. Life. Yeah, and uh, and Red Dawn, Red Dawn. And <laughs> Guiding Light. Yes. You know, real stuff. Real stuff. Soap operas. Yeah, real Springfield stuff. is real. Real. Yeah. Ballless armies aren't. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Okay. I never heard him. I never heard him referred to that way. Is the ball? Yeah. The ball they, is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you guys, ballless armies, I think, are pretty worthless. I think if we learned anything today, you don't want dudes without nuts fighting for you. Well, you might be onto something. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Hey, for everybody involved in the Stinky Truth podcast, for our presenting sponsor, the guys at Core Water, uh, hydratewithcore.com, for more information. Thank you so much for listening.